1: For
2: your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and A member FDIC. I
3: don't know about everyone listening, but after a long day of work, I just need to come home to a nice, refreshing tall boy to ease my stress. I actually just had three or four last night, if I'm being honest. No, not those tall boys. A refreshing tall can of liquid death was exactly what I needed. If you've noticed a new tall boy can in the water section that looks like a beer or an energy drink, it's actually liquid death, a mountain spring water from the Alps that comes in still, sparkling, or in three different flavors. Try the lime, trust me. Why is the water called liquid death, you ask? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. There's just something special about grabbing an ice cold can of liquid death, hearing the pop when you open it, and quenching your thirst with the best tasting still or sparkling water on the market. I honestly could not go back to bottles even if I wanted to. As I mentioned, I can't recommend the sparkling lime liquid death enough. It has the perfect lime flavor to go with a crisp, refreshing finish. It's also the best water to mess with just about everyone you know, as they probably think you're chugging a beer in your car or a work meeting at about 9 a.m. Seriously, guys, check this product out. I've been absolutely loving it, and I know you will too. Go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or hy or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com packaday. That's liquiddeath.com packaday.
4: 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm Steve Frederick, joined as always by Dusty Eadley. No Sarah Kelleher this week. She is on uh, just a little bye week for her, so mm-hmm. we're going to Dusty and I are going to take
1: over. But how you doing, Bud? I'm doing great, man. Listen, we're coming off we're coming off a victory. We're coming off a victory over the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy's return to Lambeau Field. I'm. I'm I'm feeling top of the world, man. I'm feeling great.
4: Yeah. What uh, What did you think of Mike's coat? How did you think that? Because I'm mean, there's been a lot of talk about Mike's coat.
1: i was just I think curious he, what you thought. He wore that in Green Bay, right? Like, I feel like he wore that, like, when it was cold. Like, it looks like a nice, warm coat. But, man, it's hard to look at it and not be like, boy, that certainly looks like a Vince Lombardi coat. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> it did. It did. I mean, he was going after it. But, uh, I mean... I don't know what your reaction to the game was. I thought it was it was fun to see this team actually, like we've talked about, get punched in the mouth and actually respond. Um, I really enjoyed that. And it was just, I mean, it's an entertaining game. And like we've mm-hmm. talked about a bunch of times that winning solves everything. Like all of a sudden there's not as many problems for the Packers now that they're actually winning because everybody's talking about the playoffs again. So uh, just tell me what was some of your, your takeaways from the game against the Cowboys?
1: God, it's just great to see Christian Watson on these, man. Like beyond just the 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 bombs, like some of the stuff he did in the running game, I think he played 86% of snaps, something like that. And this was like what they've been missing on the offense. They haven't been able like, to get anyone get off jams, and there's been no speed to beat anyone deep. And you've got Christian Watson doing that. And he dropped a couple. Um, but I think he like he showed good awareness. He showed some of the polish in his route running beyond just the speed. But then that speed, just eye-popping stuff. Some Mm -hmm. of those crossers across the field, he was two steps down the field and outrunning other fast men. Like they looked very, very slow. So seeing him and what he could give the offense, both pass game and run game, it was amazing seeing that. I hope he's healthy. You know, obviously for the rest of his career would be awesome. Mm -hmm. But man, just for the rest of the season, like just I loved seeing him do what he did this past Sunday because it was just just a blast to watch him work.
4: Yeah. I mean, it opens up so much of that offense, having that big, that blazer. And Matt, like you said, I think you, I think you were the one who tweeted it. was like, he's not running. He's gliding when yeah. he's, when he's doing that, like just like, just huge long strides of steps. And like within five steps, he's like, he's already way past his defender. So if he can really harness the the catching of the ball all of a sudden, uh, I mean, and I know that's a big if, and I, I know everybody, I, f- I forget where I saw, I already heard it was like, well, now that the Packers have a number one wide receiver, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa okay. <laughs> like, um, hold tight. Like let's, let's calm down for a minute. It's great game by the kid. That's amazing. That's everything you want from him comes back from the drops and, and makes big plays. Like that's what you're, that's what you want. And hopefully he continues that. But as far as having a number one wide receiver, that ain't it just yet. So, um, but man, we've got, uh, we got a lot to talk about here. So, Obviously, Andy is not here today. He's feeling underweather, so he has Dusty and I to step in. Um, we know nobody liked it the last time that we did it, but we're here again <laughs> anyway. Don't care. Don't care. But uh, per all the uh, the comments from YouTube, we need to talk about Packers football and only Packers football. No deviating from it this time. So we're going to lock it in now. Today, Mari Rogers, Kylan Hill, cut from the Packers. What do you think?
1: Man, both like I don't know. Amari Rogers not shocking, but surprising. I I've not been not been shy in my support of him. I not not as a punt returner. I never never want to see him return <laughs> a punt again. Um, it was funny because I saw some 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 uh, some tweets roll in from Bears Twitter today, and it was like they might want to take a look at him because he got familiar there with Getzey, and also he's got special teams ability. I'm like ah, you guys, <laughs> <laughs> yes, gonna- do it. Do what, kind, what kind of ability, guys? Um, See, so yeah, I never want to see my punt return again. But like, I I liked him. Um, and the and the comments from the floor was something to the effect of like, listen, we wanted to make it work. Like, he's a he's a great kid, hard worker. Everyone loved him. We wish him nothing but the best going forward. It's just you know, it's it's a what do you say like production based business, and we just need to move a different direction. So I I was upset because I wanted to see what he would do in the offense, but I get it. And then the funny thing is, yeah. Kylan Hill gets released, right? And Hill is a guy that I, I, as well as a lot of people, I've had very high hopes for as far as this this kind of slice slasher guy. This was like a, if Aaron Jones is gone next year, I hope they lean on Kylan Hill a little bit more. Like, he seems like he has that skill set. The comments from LaFleur, I don't have them directly in front of me, but the comments from LaFleur were basically like, listen, there's an expectation when you're a Green Bay Packer that you come in and essentially work hard and act like you know what you're doing and respect people around you, and sometimes that doesn't work out. So, like, the, those two, like Amari Rogers was, listen, we hated doing it this sucked sometimes just has happened and kylan hill was like so long bud so there's a story behind there that clearly they they did not tell the whole story of but something was going on there with with hills either attitude or workout stuff or whatever it is in the building because that that was the shocking one to me it's like he got snaps a couple weeks ago like he could work as a returner he could work as a jet guy so him being gone like there has to be something else and from the comments there clearly was something else
4: yeah. And I think too, just something to note, cause I, I heard a little bit of Rodgers being interviewed at his locker today and talked about how, you know, it's one of those things, like, it's not just numbers on a piece of paper. Like these people have like actual human feelings and emotions wrapped up and wanting to play football and, you know, and getting cut like that, because I get it. Everybody was calling for Amari Rogers head. We, I mean, we said it before of like, how do you keep trotting this kid out there? Like, mm-hmm. Maybe he just – and maybe it is he needs a fresh start somewhere else to, to, you know, get his head right, and you wish him the best. But, yeah, like, it's great that he that the Packers have, have moved on, but still remember there's actually a person behind this transaction, not just a thank God he's off the team and, you know, trashing him on Twitter. Well, and by all accounts, like, you know,
1: I don't know about Kylan Hill. I've not heard a whole lot about him as a person. By all accounts, I've not heard a single person ever say a bad word about Amari Rogers as a human being, like by all accounts, like a decent, hardworking guy. So yeah, it it sucks. Uh, More news and notes.
4: We've got Randall Cobb coming off the IR. looks like he should be ready to go for the game against the Titans. Uh, Patrick Taylor was signed to the uh, active roster. And then the Packers signed DD Westbrook wide receiver with some uh, special teams
1: experience to the practice squad. So Dusty,
4: why don't you tell me a little bit about
1: that? Yeah, I mean Patrick Taylor coming up. If they let they let Hill go, like that makes sense. Um, he was RB three, I think, last year. Especially after Hill got injured and he played in preseason. So I'm excited about that. D.D. Westbrook. I don't know a whole lot about Tim Ward. I think he was a third year player out of Old Dominion uh, with with Kansas City, limited playing time. I think mainly on the practice squad. D.D. Westbrook is is intriguing just because I have watched a lot of Oklahoma football for whatever reason. So he was. This is he was played five years in the league, four years with Jacksonville, who drafted him in the fourth round in 2017, and uh, one year with Minnesota last year. And yeah, he had uh, I can't remember how many snaps. Oh, he had uh, 22 punt returns last year. So this is one or last yeah the last year. So this is one that to me seems like I wouldn't be shocked with the practice squad stuff if he's elevated. Depending, <laughs> we were joking about this beforehand, Steve. Uh, as much as the Amari Rogers punt return experience <laughs> was less than ideal. They brought in uh, Nixon, and his first mm. punt return, he caught it. He ran up, caught it over his head, and then eluded a tackle while carrying the ball like a loaf of bread. Just held out far. That wasn't fun either. So I, I don't know how they feel about him. Well, he didn't. Oh, when, he didn't run up. He was
4: backpedaling and caught it over yeah. his head.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. That was the whole <laughs> thing. Was was I was like, oh, someone knew. Oh, don't do don't, don't do any of that. So. Not great. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked if they call D.D. Westbrook up uh, just as, as one of their – so you get the three elevations off practice squad. If they elevate him this week even, just like, listen, you're not going to be part of the offense, you catch punts and just see how it goes. That wouldn't shock me a single bit. But he, he's he got some speed to him. I mean, when he came out in the draft, mm-hmm. he was, I think, 4-3-9 out of Oklahoma, kind of a shifty guy, so he probably doesn't fit into the offense. But if you get a guy who's sure-handed as a punt returner, knows what he's doing – can you can you imagine people like that exist? Just give me 10 10 yards.
4: That's just, all I'm asking.
1: Just fair catch it and don't muff it. That's all I'm asking. I I'm not asking anything at all. Yeah, here. no,
4: no more back breaking turnovers at a key crucial point that the Packers can't recover from. That would Look be at that's you ideal.
1: Expecting the world out of your punt return. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: I know. 10 yards was a lot. I'm sorry. That's that's on me. That's on me. All right. So Packers are going to take on the Titans Thursday night football. We wanted to take a look at the injury report because normally we don't do that. It's not out, but with a Thursday game, holy God, uh, I don't even know what to say. The list is unbelievably long. Um, Can you walk me through a little bit? Like I think we said Rasul Douglas popped up. We hadn't seen that one. Aaron Jones is on there with a shin um, Mm -hmm. was limited. Lazard's still on there. Aaron Rodgers is still on there with a the thumb. Enigbari um,
1: with an ankle.
4: Enigbari, uh, yeah, is
1: limited. Watson still on there with an ankle. Yeah, two. That's two of the big ones that popped out to me were Watson, who was an ankle, and he was listed. All these are estimations because they didn't practice on Monday, and then there was a walkthrough, uh, or through on Tuesday. Uh, Watson was listed as a limited on Monday, or but full on tuesday and then Devonte wyatt who left the game briefly was lit was listed as limited on monday and then full on tuesday so if, if you're looking at that those two guys at least trending well at you know watson i think turned his ankle and then scored two touchdowns after that so uh obviously you're hoping for good things for him but then you had the elton jenkins knee did not practice i assume that's just the lingering knee stuff like not practicing there but yeah those it's tough to tell too much from it just because, uh, again, there's no practice, but man, I, mean I send it to you and your response was the same mm-hmm. as mine. Like you look at it and you're like just scrolling down. It's, it seems like yeah. it's half the team and it's not just the Packers. It's like most, a lot of Titans guys are on that list as well.
4: That's what I was just about to say, like, if you think it's just the Packers, you are incorrect because I think it's almost as many. And there's, there's big names on the list for the Titans as well. I mean, uh, you got, Bud Dupree, Caleb Farley, uh, even Derrick Henry's on the list. Um, but that was just a veteran rest day. Um Amani Hooker.
1: Tannehill's coming back from the ankle. I don't think he's 100 percent So he's been Jeff- limited. Yep.
4: Jeffrey Simmons, one of their star defensive tackle. So I mean, it's it's kind of all over the place. Like it's that time of year in the NFL where if you're like everybody's dinged up. It's just what percentage you're dinged up to be right now. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, laundry list of people that are injured, things to watch for, but it's probably going to keep going on. The colder it gets, injuries happen even more. So, But with that, Dusty, let's talk a little bit about Packers uh, offense versus the Titans defense, the one thing you're going to be looking for. um, I'll have you go first, and then I'll kind of, you know, so we give you the big in-depth answer first, and then the fluffy little fun answer after.
2: If you're going to the grocery store this weekend, getting ready all the supplies you need to watch the upcoming Packer game, you've already got your brats, your beer. You walk through, you know, the different sections, you get to the water, and you might notice some strange tall boys of beer sitting in the bottled water section at your local store. You're wondering what, what is this doing? What is this doing here with the water? Well, that's because it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. Why is it called Liquid death? What a what a name for water, right? Well, it's because it is going to brutally murder not just your thirst, but it's also out to bring death to plastic bottles because their recyclable Tallboy cans help end the plastic bottle life cycle. And not only that, but they donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. And not only that, there's something about having that freezing cold can That's sitting in your hand that looks like a can of beer, but it's actually a super refreshing can of water. It's got three grams of agave nectar for an incredibly different flavor, different from any other water you have. That's what makes Liquid Death such a fun product to have stocked up at all times alongside all the other beverages you're going to have for game day. So go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or hy or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator to at liquiddeath.com slash packaday. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: A good defense. Uh, I think they're ninth overall, uh, middling against the pass, but number one against the run. Uh, and the Packers did uh, – the, the, they went into – the Cowboys were ninth against the run. This is per DVOA. Cowboys were ninth against the run per DVOA, and the Packers just – I mean, their entire game plan seemed to be were going under center. They went under center more last week on the Cowboys than they had all year by like 20%. It was like 52% of their snaps were under center last week. And coming into that game, their lowest one was like 72%, something like that. So i I wondering if we're going to see the same approach. That's kind of one of the things I'm curious about. Are we going to see the same approach? Because one of the other things the Packers did that they hadn't done too much coming into that game was running into eight-man boxes, specifically with their with the RPO game. They were kind of audible out of those. Or they, they A lot of their RPO stuff is pre-snap read. And if there's eight guys in the box, you just throw the RPO tag. Last week, I think the Cowboys had... 18 snaps with an eight man box. So they ran it. The Packers ran into it 18 times with an eight man box and average, like close to six yards per carry or something. And they were doing some nice things with the run game. The offensive line's coming along together. They're doing some nice things with like motioning in a tight end to different kind of attack areas pulling guards, doing all kinds of really fun stuff to attack specific areas. And it worked really, it's been working well for them pretty much all year. And it just absolutely destroyed the Cowboys. So against this number one, Tennessee defense who likes to load the box, I kind of wonder again, I think again, it's against uh, rushes against eight man boxes this year, Tennessee is, is allowing 3.8 yards per carry. So not very good. Again, they average like six against the Cowboys Packers did. So are we going to see these eight man boxes? Uh, and if we do, are the Packers going to run into them? Um, It'd be interesting to see early on if they try to do that. Wouldn't be shocked if they try to do that. And if they don't have success, kind of how that changes their approach. And I mean, part of the change of the approach too is does Christian Watson just keep rolling, man? Like that's, I mean, that's the thing that everyone's looking at. Not only a speed guy, but a guy who at NDSU was a run blocker. And that's one of the things that struck me so much about his game this past week was when he was in the run game there was stuff that maybe he needs to clean up a little bit, but he never looked lost. He was always where he needed to be. And so if they're committing to the run or committing to the pass, can Watson stay healthy? And do they continue to kind of lean on him as a rookie in like his, you know, third or fourth big game, essentially with all the games he missed and have him be, all right, man, you're the number one, you're the focal point of, you know, blocking against the run and also our deep threat downfield. Do they go with this kind of under center play heavy attack that we saw against the Cowboys? If I think that can work, if watson stays healthy but a lot a lot hinges on that and i think they're going to try to beat him up a little at the line he showed he can get off that but teams have been doing that against the packers all year so that's kind of that's a bunch of stuff steve i feel like i ran (laughs) off a bunch of stuff but yeah i mean i'm just just i'm curious whether this past week was a blip or if they kind of carry that forward because they were things that were successful against the cowboys can they be successful against the number one rush defense in the nfl yeah
4: I mean, I think on some level we're looking for a lot of the same stuff. Where I, yeah, I'd kind of read up about like them having the best rush defense, um, but I mean, they they talked a lot about how the Cowboys had a, a really good rush defense as mm-hmm. well, um, and so they were still able to do some things. But on that note, what I want to watch is the offensive line and see if they're able to have a really a good game again because they played really well against a tough front four, front seven for the Cowboys. I mean, Micah Parsons, I think he only had one pressure. The whole game, yeah. They didn't use him
1: too much as a pass rusher, but yeah, he didn't he didn't do a whole lot in that aspect of the game. They they did a pretty good job against him.
4: So yeah, I just I want to make sure, or not make sure, but I want to see
1: if that's something that continues for them
4: of being able to just to be successful and um keep Aaron Rodgers clean when he does have a wide receiver that can get open, like all of a sudden it makes life a lot easier. Um so I mean. It felt like for the first time all season that was actually Aaron Rodgers again, like, it, like feeling comfortable in the pocket, making the right read. I mean that ball to Sammy Watkins that wasn't even open. Like he just like turned around and just like hit him in the chest. He's like, oh, oh, wait, there we go. <laughs> like legitimately, it was like a it was like a handoff, and there was no other way. So uh, to me, I just want to make sure I want to see that that continues that that continuity with the offense and you know we've talked about it year over year of this podcast but stacking successes and like they had a a big losing streak and now you want to see if there's a way that they can continue to uh continue to let this offense grow Mm -hmm. all right so we were going to scrap this it looks like we got a little extra time um we are gonna we switched to prop bets and of course we did prop bets and the packers win so last week, uh, <laughs> we had the over-under of Aaron Rodgers throwing touchdowns at 1.5, and we know that that was an over, so Dusty and I both predicted that correctly. Uh, Sarah Sarah did not, and she DM'd me that she was very upset about that, um, <laughs> and so that means Dusty is now in the lead. He's got five correct predictions, I believe. Yep. Uh, Sarah and I both have four, so now we're tied for the basement, but... I took a look at the Titans offense and what they do over the last five games that Derrick Henry is averaging 25.2 carries per game, 123.4 yards. So obviously we all know Derrick Henry is the focal point of their offense. So it's going to be how many times does he touch the ball? it's going to be exactly at 25.5 over under for carries, not touches for carries. So, Sarah already uh, did reply to us. So she is going to take the over on
1: 25.5. Dusty, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to take the under. Uh, that's that's a whole lot. I know we've kind of talked about the numbers have been trending down. Maybe they've been saving him and they're just going to pound him on a short week. I know, you know, with Tannehill coming back off that ankle injury and try to limit him a little bit. but. I don't know. I mean, the, the rushing offense has looked good, and that's kind of what they build that around with the Titans. They're still, I think, middle of the league in terms of, I think they're 16th uh, by DVOA and the Packers defense run defense is bad. So if you're going to beat them, you might want to run at them a little bit, but I don't know. I don't, that, that seems 25 and a half seems real high. So I'm going to, I'm going to pound the under. And then when he comes in with 40 carries, I'm going to look real dumb. (laughs) Yeah. I
4: think I'm going to go with the over as well. Just, you know, the rush defense hasn't been great. Um, and so when you've got a guy like Derrick Henry, who's 6'4", 240, whatever he is, just an unbelievable beast of a man, like, yeah, I'm going to feed that dude every single time I can. Um, especially if it's going to be cold, snowy, whatever it is going to be up in Lambeau. Uh, uh, injured Ryan Tannehill probably don't want to utilize him too much, and they don't really have weapons on the outside for him to throw to anyway. So, yeah, I think I'm going to take the over of Derrick Henry. Um so there we go. We're going to do that for this week. I did forget that Sarah sent us a uh, oh, yeah. a message, a message that she wanted read on the podcast uh, for her. So I'm going to try to get myself into a Sarah type of mood, you know, uh, a millennial youth thinking about how mm-hmm. um, about how living in Florida is so awesome. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, all right. This was this is directly from Sarah. They say the written word is powerful. So here goes nothing. I truly think I forgot what pure joy and happiness after a Packer win feels like. That was so electric. Christian Watson may be a Hall of Famer. I might go buy a Ford truck or Rudy Ford after Rudy Ford's performance. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Big shout out. Uh, shout out to Big B for telling Matt LaFleur and Rodgers to run more and saving this <laughs> season. This is probably a complete and utter overreaction, but I'll go ahead and be happy in the moment. Go, Pat. Go. So that is directly
1: yeah. from Sarah. Did you see all the Big B stuff when he was up this past? Oh meeting? yeah,
4: that was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Getting him, seeing him uh, give Rogers the uh, the toe picture to sign. Uh, that was <laughs> he also
1: there's all the news about Randall Cobb. So, so for those of you who don't know, big B a uh, huge Packers fan, one of the underage Packers podcast uh, he had cancer. I believe has now, I think it's in remission, but he had the uh, make a wish foundation. He got to spend a day up at Packers practice uh, and told the told Rogers to run the ball more, told the to run the ball more, who then LaFleur talked about that to Rodgers. But big B also broke the news, talked directly to Randall Cobb, who said, Three days ago, Randall Cobb said, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna be back for the Titans game. So all the news came out today. Randall Cobb came back for the Titans game. Big mm-hmm. B had th- this three days ago. Just send that guy up there a little more, man. Who knows what we're gonna have? <laughs> Who knows what happens with the team? He's up there every week.
4: Yeah, and I think I saw a picture of him touching Christian Watson's hand in like the <laughs> team did. huddle. And that and then everybody's crediting him now with the reason that Christian Washington catch the ball now. So I yeah. mean, yeah, I think I mean I think it's mandatory. This kid's gotta be up there all the time. Agreed. So all right, we did get a couple of questions. Actually, we got a, a fair amount of questions on Twitter. Unfortunately, with this being the video podcast, we have to keep it shorter this week. So we're gonna hit a couple of them, see what we've got. Uh, first one we you got from Nick Owens. Is Aaron Jones or Watson more important for the Packers playoff run moving forward? Um, okay, Nick. That's uh that's a bit of confidence there, but not potential playoff run, it. but just we'll playoff run, just playoff run. Just playoff run so uh, Dusty we all know when there's a question that's meant for you so tell us uh, tell us what's the answer is
1: it's uh, man, listen. Maybe I'm just riding the high, but it's Christian Watson. I know Aaron Jones is Aaron Jones. Uh, I've talked about this a thousand times before that if you make the running back the focal point of the offense, your offense can only go so far. And that's that's no knock Aaron Jones whatsoever. But that's the margin for errors is a little lower when you become like a run first, run heavy team. But also, you just can't stretch the field with a running back if that's your focal point. You've had multiple offenses over the past 10 years try to do it. It just it it can only take you so far. Uh, so I'm gonna go Watson because we saw some of it. I don't think he's catching. Three touchdowns every single game. But we saw glimpses of it this past week, man. I, I mean, his, I don't know. Uh, listen, I said I don't think, but I don't know, Steve. I don't know for sure. Uh, his speed opens stuff up underneath for the passing game and the run game. And again, I mean, think what makes him so special, even this early, is his commitment to the run blocking and his ability to do it. That when you have him out there, it's not a key, it's not a tell. You can run to his side, and he's going to crack down that safety. He's going to crack down that cornerback. So I think what he does, both in the run game, the threat of his speed on jet stuff and just even running across the field or running straight down opens so much else up that if he's functioning, I I had a long thread on Twitter today. I'm not going to read all the numbers about how the offense has looked on drives that had Christian Watson in versus not. And that's not the end all be all. That's not the tell all, but it's a stark difference. And I, I really do think speed like that can change the offense, especially for an offense that doesn't really have anyone else that can do that. So as much as I love Aaron Jones, I think a healthy Christian Watson, I think just just changes the way the offense can operate, even if he doesn't catch another pass the rest of the season.
4: All right. Uh, Continuing with the theme of uh, questions for Dusty, next one is Lights of Vegas. If this is the Packers' offense for the rest of the year, do you see them gaining the two games they are behind the 49ers to make the playoffs? And uh, what is a good X's and O's book
1: for a pre-team? All right. So the first question we will say, I've not looked at the Niners' schedule, uh, but man, hope springs eternal. So why not? Why why can't the Packers make a run? I mean, they have to make up a couple games. That's true. It's not. I mean, there's the Niners are the team to catch. The season's long. We're you know we're we're ten weeks in at this point, so the season is getting shorter. So it seems like a it seems like something that probably is going to have a hard time happening. However. If they operate like they did, and the offense can put up in the mid-20s to low-30s, and we know what the defense is capable of doing, uh, yeah, why not? Let's say yes. It, it seems unlikely that they will, <laughs> but they're certainly capable of doing it, I will say. so. Cra- and, uh, crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened, and we saw crazier things uh, in 2010. So, listen, who knows? Who knows, but I'm riding the wave for now, and we'll see what happens on Thursday. And good X's and O's books for a preteen. Uh, the one I will go with, uh it's out of print, but you can find on Amazon used for like seven bucks. It's called The Illustrated NFL Playbook. The description on the cover tells you everything you need to know. It's a small book. It's pro football explained in diagrams, charts, and definitions with insight and comments by Bill Walsh, Sid Gilman, and other NFL experts. It's a really cool book. Uh, it's older, I think, you know, mid-80s or something. You know, Walsh died, whatever, early 90s, and Gilman was, uh I think, mid-2000s, if I'm not mistaken. If you don't know Gilman, Sid Gilman, like, godfather of the modern passing game, really great kind of colored diagrams in there of different, uh, basically like defining the different things that happen on a field each different position, some of the different schemes you'll look at. It is older, but a lot of that stuff still transfers forward, universal. I actually uh, gave that book, or I was looking through that book with my seven year old uh, the other day, and she had a lot of questions, most of which she could not quite grasp yet, of course. But if you're looking to get into that as a preteen, that's a, I think, a tremendous book to start with, and then you can kind of go from there. But that one, that's one I just found about a year ago. And I mean, I've learned stuff from that. It's, it's I, I'm just absolutely in love with that book. So it's the Illustrated NFL Playbook. Nice.
4: All right. Uh, let's do last question here since we are getting a little bit closer to time. Uh, our good buddy Brian Harstad always brings some good questions. And he says, with over three years together at Packaday Podcast, what about Sarah Kelleher has changed since the Wednesday podcast started? <laughs> <laughs> good boy. Uh, food question. What food would you wish Sarah learned to like? So, Dusty, let's start with you. We're a uh,
1: how has Sarah changed in the last three years? How have we corrupted this young? <laughs> we, yeah, we talked about this before the show. We both kind of agreed. Like, I think she's just become more cynical, like just a little <laughs> more world weary. And I'm going to go ahead and, and we'll chalk that up to, to us. Uh, I don't know. How would you put it, Steve? She came in bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yeah, came in bright eyed and bushy tailed. And we just brought her down into the dull drums of being
4: an adult and like, you're 40. Yeah. You're yelling at the clouds for stupid shit happening. And yep. That's uh, we brought her down to that, to our level, I think.
1: Yeah. Congratulations. us. we, we ruined Mm -hmm. a young life. I'm pat Pat ourselves on the back for that one. I'm quite proud of us. So yeah, I think just more cynical. Uh, But true. But also, also you gotta,
4: she's become an adult. Like when she graduated Mm -hmm. college and now she has like a real job and you're like, Ooh, I have to do this every day. Mm -hmm. Like this is sucks. And even though we know she likes her job
1: and she enjoys it it's still yeah it's, still it's a different adulting. way adulting yeah it's adulting and it's, I still sometimes think that's annoying I think that I still think it's probably our fault if, we're, if I'm being honest yeah. oh, for I'm sure. putting, for putting sure. the vast majority of that at us uh mm-hmm. and what food I wish she would like I mean there's there's reasons she doesn't eat certain foods um but I I'm just gonna go I I want to have a beer with Sarah so I want Sarah to learn to like beer so that I can drink a beer with Sarah <laughs> at some point <laughs> that's a good one uh i would like to make both of you guys like stuffing no
4: i know that's with thanksgiving no. coming up it's you know get the actual good stuff that's in the bird like oh yeah that's 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 a winner right there it's, it's no. good so i'm good thanks man. um i had i had a feeling that wasn't i mean shocking that me saying i would like you guys to <laughs> like uh like stuffing and then all of a sudden you're like no no, no. i'm no. shocked that that didn't work hard pass stuff. hard but, yeah. pass dude um uh, all right but that's gonna do it um let's wrap things up here with a couple of final thoughts so uh got any
1: articles or anything you want to tell the people about yeah normal stuff for me uh pack report i had i had something about a concept there in this past week that was kind of a replacement dig off a off a common concept they use Cheesehead tv coming out today i guess uh have a couple one is a is a power run that that features christian watson on a block so i've got that and then another one is just a free release on a dig got a bunch of videos popping up i'm hoping today should be coming out i'm taking a look at like 18 christian watson snaps both in the past game and run game to kind of get a bigger picture of kind of how he impacted the game so i'm actually planning to record that right after we get done here and then hopefully that'll be out tomorrow so uh keep an eye out for that because that's uh it's going to be a fun one i'm excited about that
4: nice yeah, I uh, don't really have too much. Just uh, enjoy the Thursday night football. That's going to be fun. Um, find something fun to do over the weekend, especially if you don't have Packers football. And uh, yeah, and I mean, I would say enjoy the weather, but God, it's awful here in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Three four inches of snow, just bad. It's bad. So uh, yeah, be safe out there whenever you can. Uh, as always, follow us on Twitter at Dusty Evely at Sarah Kelleher, for at Steve Perhatch, at Packaday Podcast. I love hearing from you guys. If you ever have, you know, DMs are open if you ever need to talk about anything. So, um, yeah, glad the losing streak's over. Let's hope for another win over the Titans. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. As always, Go Pack Go!